I love the earth, but I don't really want to save it. Classifying people by their sex and race degrades them. But we still stay straight white males are the worst of our population. Guess the labels are okay if they're Caucasian. Our kids are living in their rooms. I swear we barely ever see them. Go outside sometime. There's fresh air you could be breathing. Put your phones down. Play sports. Do something illegal. Go and meet your families. They're probably nice people. These days, you're a Nazi if you don't hate the police. They say that white folks think all Asian people are Chinese. I'm sorry. What kind of white people you mean? English, Scottish, German, Swedish, or Greek? I'm me. I'm this podcast. I'm this song. I'm this intro. Dad, stop. You're embarrassing me. Really? Alright. I'm you, Dad. Good call, honey. Great call, actually. Now, newcomers and all, once again, I'm you is just a term to make fun of everything and anything. It's simple terminology that people have caught on to throughout the years, and I'm sure you'll catch on to it easily as well. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the I'm You podcast. I'm your host, Keith Ernst, and you know what? Let's just get into this. I got a lot of stuff to talk about. All right, everybody. This is why I do this podcast, all right? I'm this story here, okay? In case you didn't know, at a BYU volleyball game, BYU and Duke volleyball game, there was a man yelling racist slurs at a Duke player. Sent the sports world into like a frenzy. I'm frenzy, by the way. I'm that. Ah, frenzy. It's nuts. Ah, it's crazy. But it did. Now, you would think our lovely media, right, would learn from Jussie Smollett or remember the noose that was hanging in, in the garage of that one NASCAR racer? I don't even know his name, but it wasn't a noose. It was just a pulley or something that was in everyone's garage and I'm that. Or remember the waitress who wrote the N-word where a tip should be and she made like thousands of dollars on GoFundMe and she was long. I mean, I can go on and on. You get my point. But you would think they would learn, right? And just wait. Just wait, maybe two, three days, four days before pouncing with reactions like this from Stephen A. Smith on the most watched sports network, by the way, in the world, ESPN. Everybody heard this and I'm this. I'm saying BYU, you did it by allowing this to happen and not addressing it expeditiously, not addressing it with the level of, 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 of quickness and speed that you should have addressed it with. So now instead of looking at that fool, that racist bastard that was spewing that nonsense towards Miss Rachel Richardson, instead of looking at that person, now we're right. looking at the right. university right. all you. of a dereliction yep. of duty that you put forth because you couldn't find it in yourself to address it immediately. Mm-hmm. Now it, and now we ask the question, well, why? What took you so long? Mm-hmm. What was the hesitancy <clears throat> about? Did you, were you fearful of a reprimand? Were you fearful of a backlash if you had decided as a human being to do the right thing and protect this young lady mm-hmm. and to make sure she wasn't subjected to this for a longer period of time? What was going on? What was the hesitancy about? And since we're talking about BYU, now we are looking at every university. Oh, so it's every university now. Okay, got it. I'm I'm Stephen A. Smith. I'm his forehead too, by the way. But as big as his forehead is, his mouth is much bigger, obviously, because he just jumped all over this man, right? And it never happened. And um, that, you know, it's just crazy. People just, they're just dying to find racist shit in this country because it's disappearing super fast. And people are just like beginning to make shit up now. It's happening all the time, by the way. It's happening all the time. More than you know, and once in a while, something like this squeezes through the libtard cracks, right? And the main thing is because people love being the victim. And this Duke student hopefully should be punished because guess what? Once again, it never happened. 
And the funny thing is, I didn't need to research, right? When I, when I looked at the headline, I didn't need to research at all. Because first of all, I'm this, it's a volleyball game. I'm that, all right? Emotions run super high at girls' college volleyball matches. Let me tell you, people, the fans are fucking crazy. You go, dude, don't you remember when the Vanderbilt girls' volleyball team won the championship and the, the town was set on fire? You remember that? No, because nothing like that ever happens in a volleyball match. Needless to say, a female volleyball match. Oh my God, that was so misogynist. What are you saying that? That people don't go like female sports more than males and males all the same. I'm you. And not only that, another thing, a college campus, really BYU, 98% of college students nowadays will set you on fire if you mispronounce somebody's pronouns, right? And I'm that. You're telling me that a guy came onto this campus, right? and screamed racial slurs and threats at a black volleyball player and nobody said anything or reported it? Or how about recorded it on their phone? Are you serious? I mean, th these are the same brainwashed college students, right? Who can't stand the sight of a statue of a white president without tearing it down? They're the same people, right? I'm pretty sure. This is a headline or story where, where you shouldn't have a reaction like that, Stephen A, right? Unless you're thirsting for something like this to happen, which the mainstream media does all the time. And now once again, they look totally foolish and I'm them. It's like, oh, oh, look at this. Man moves to Africa and lives with lions and becomes their, their pack leader. I'm just making this shit up. I don't know. Really? There is? Yeah, really? No, 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 wit no, no witnesses? No, there's no like video of it? Nah, but people live in Africa, right? Around the area. They go on safaris and stuff. I mean, they see lions all the time. Nobody's seen this lion, man. Nah, no line, man. Nah. But it happened. So report it. The best part about it, which is what bothers me the most, so it's actually the worst part about it, is BYU still apologized. I mean, really, man? Although no evidence was found. There's actual, like, in-game video of the guy they accused of saying these things. And he's just saying nothing. He's just, he's just sitting there. He's just sitting there, ready to be the next Nick Sandman, right? That's the dude that they accused of being mean to the Native American. I don't know if you guys remember that, but... They just love picking on these people. Like, leave, just leave people alone. You know, the, the left, they're, they're, they're gonna fight this, of course, and they'll be like, oh no, I'm surprised nobody's come out and said, oh, oh, maybe he's a racist ventriloquist, right? Like throwing his voice and no one else, or, or, or better yet, maybe like some racist telepathic bully. But whatever, I'm that. BYU still apologize because they're so scared of this heartless mafia, right? disguised as a political agenda and I'm that. See, this is why I only watch ESPN, which I coined by the way, eat shit political nonsense, which means eat shit for your political nonsense. Only time I watch it is for football games, but I usually like mute the commentators and play music in the background. I'm serious. This way I don't have to hear like the constant virtual signaling and useless facts I don't care about. Oh, oh, this is the first uh, woman ref to call a pass interference call. This is the first woman to measure for a first down. I don't give a fuck. This is the, oh, look, oh, look at this. This is the first black assistant equipment manager since 2018. Like, I give a shit. I just want to watch the game. None of that is impressive to me because I don't look down on anybody and I know anybody can accomplish anything. Here's my favorite one when they're like, oh, if, if you notice, uh, every player is wearing a sticker that says end racism. Oh, you know, that's, that's, that's fantastic. I'm you. Like, really? That's really going to do? What is that doing? That's virtue signaling, by the way. That's what it is. But it's like, really? There's some fucking redneck in Alabama going, you know what? Man, I hated all races before, but since Justin Herbert is wearing a end racism sticker, you know, I, you know, I think I just might go down and volunteer at the Jewish YMCA. Just stop. Here's another thing that happened. 
Speaking of eat shit political nonsense, they have a commentator named uh, Jalen Rose. And in case you didn't know by now, I'm fucking Jalen Rose. And he definitely gets the Amu Award for this episode. First off, for those who don't know who he is, he was a basketball player in the NBA for almost 20 seasons. Now you probably wouldn't know that unless you're an avid NBA watcher. If you're a casual watcher, you would be like, yeah, I, I think I know that guy. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I remember him. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, he was on Michigan. Yeah, I kind of remember him. Yeah, he's, he's sort of like the guy you went to like elementary school, middle school, and high school with. And somebody's like, you remember him? You remember? You're like, kinda, yeah, sorta, I do, I know. Uh, yeah, I think he's he's that guy, but in basketball, right? And I'm that. So yeah, 20 seasons of an NBA salary and pretty much goes right into being an analyst, right? For ESPN for years. So basically he is the definition of an oppressed American. I'm him. For those who do not know what he said, this is what he's, you know what? Just hear it for yourself. Listen. Why do you think Washington changed their name from Redskins? I do a show and didn't say that word for eight years and my co-host David Jacoby we both said they're gonna change the name one day why because it's offensive what about the Cleveland Indians same thing why did they change the name because it's offensive so I want to continue to challenge myself and to challenge you to do something can we retire using Mount Rushmore that should be offensive to all of us, especially Native Americans, the indigenous people, who were the first people here before Christopher Columbus. That land was stolen for them to add insult to injury. Four American presidents were put on what we call Mount Rushmore. Dude, I can't, man. I just, these people, I'm, I'm him, I'm going, Christopher Columbus who stole the land from Native... Really? Wow, man. You're a fucking historian. Nobody knows that. I'm you. And really... Oh, you and your, your co-host didn't say Redskins or Indians for eight years? I mean, you are a crusader, my friend. That is... Why just eight years, by the way? Like, who got in your ear? Why the why just the last eight years? I mean, was it an actual Native American? I seriously doubt that, okay? But he said, y'all, we didn't say it for eight years because he knew one day it would be removed for being offensive. I'm that. Oh, you're, what, what are you, some kind of woke psychic? And now he says Mount Rushmore is next. Okay, I'm your predictions. And you really knew how offensive the, the word redskin and Indian was? Really? <laughs> like, what, what Native Americans do you know? I'm sure Jalen Rose has a rewards card at the Saboba Casino in Hemet, California, right? Always hanging out with him. He has no clue what he's talking about. Like, God forbid, he researches the topic like most people have to research his name because nobody knows who the fuck he is. But let's talk about the Redskins first and who was offended. I'll tell you who was offended. Bonnie. And I'm Bonnie. You know who Bonnie is? Bonnie is the rich, white guilt, libtard college student who thinks she is more enlightened than everybody else. There's And there's a shitload of college students like her taking over corporations and movie production companies and everything else. Now, Bonnie probably never really had a conversation with an actual Native American in her life about this, right? Because if she did, she would realize that um, they didn't give a fuck about the name. Once again, this is the crazy left telling people they need to be offended. I mean, they just keep they just keep pushing you and pushing you. Yeah, that you you're you're offended. You're it's like it's like the guys who would try to amp me up for a fight, you know? Like some guy bumps into me. Hey man, that guy just bumped into you. Nah, man, it's cool. No, look, dude. He, look, he's staring at you. He's fine, man. It was an accident. Oh, I think he just called your mom a name. What? What the fuck? They amp you up, you know? Okay, but I have a question, okay? 
How was the Redskin name created? I'll tell you. The name wasn't meant to be derogatory, okay? Native Americans would rub bear grease on their skin, which made their skin like shiny and red, right? So when the settlers arrived here, lack of communication, obviously, right, made them make names for these indigenous people. They saw how their skin looked and identified them by that. As a matter of fact, natives embraced the name. They loved the name. You need proof, right? You're probably like, oh, oh, sure. Some white guy's saying that. Some white, no, no, it's not a white guy saying that. The actual Native American said that if you talk to him. Which brings me to my next question, okay? Which involves common sense. If it was so offensive, why do Native Americans use it as their mascots in high schools all over Indian reservations? Hmm? Why? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say... Did, did, why did they? I meant to say, uh, why do they? They still do. Once again, you're like, oh, what is this? What, another white guy telling us. What is yeah, what is it? Like one high school, two, three, hell, what, 10 maybe, maybe tops. 67 high schools on Indian reservations still have the Redskin name, and I'm that. They didn't change the name to the Commanders, which, by the way, I'm that name. Okay, so I want you to do something for me, Bonnie. All right, the libtard who's been boosted seven times and is probably driving right now double masked up with her little Biden bumper sticker on the back. Have you ever seen a high school in a predominantly black neighborhood? Say like, I don't know, pretty sure uh, Camden, New Jersey. Is Camden is, a, is the Camden High School mascot like the Camden N-words? No, because that word is actually offensive. You need more proof? Okay, UC Berkeley, this blew up in their face, right? A very liberal university. And Washington Post, this blew up in their face too, a libtard newspaper. They did a study on their own, all right? And they did not like the results because they want people to be offended, upset, and sad, right? Those results came back with Native Americans not being offended at all by the name. The UC Berkeley one said, came back like, uh, it said nine out of 10 were not offended, right? The Washington Post, the other one came back, I believe it was like 93% of Native Americans were not offended. But, you know, Jalen Rose, he's offended. So he knew it was offensive. Probably listening to his indoctrinated staff at ESPN, right? You notice how he said eight years? Same with the Redskin emblem, the logo. That white libtards demanded to be removed for the sake of Native Americans. Oh, it's so offensive to them. If they just did a tiny, little, itty-bitty bit of research, they would realize that the logo was created by an actual indigenous tribe. And I'm that. It was an image of the Blackfeet chief whose name was Two Guns White Calf. And yes, I researched that. I did not know that off the top of my head. Although I did know that it was designed by an indigenous tribe. And this was approved and designed by the Blackfeet tribe. Not by a white guy, any white guy, George Allen, who was like the head of the Redskins organization of the time. No, it was approved by an actual Native American tribe. But guess what? Guess who was offended? Bonnie. So Bonnie was offended. <laughs> So it needs to be stripped away from you, Native Americans, just like your land was. It's disgusting because once again, libtards think they're doing something good and they're just making things worse. And I'm that, like they always do. Even the Indian name, Indian, they got rid of Cleveland Indians. The reason the name Indian came around is because of the same thing. There was a language barrier from the settlers. They thought they were in the West Indies. So that's why they called them Indians. That was it. If you look at any council or representative of any Native American land, like today, they refer to themselves as Indians. They embraced the name. 
But now, Jalen Rose, you know, the new woke psychic, is predicting that we will not use the word Mount Rushmore anymore because that's a sculpted picture on indigenous land of four men who paved the way for Americans like Jalen Rose to make millions of dollars and have a wonderful life in a country where he can sit on the beach and tell us how evil this country is. I forgot to tell you, when he was having his, you know, better than you enlightened moment, he was on the, the beach preaching to us. And I'm that. And this is what I love, okay? And I have a friend who says this is the extreme, okay? And he's right, but I don't care because sometimes the truth can be extreme. All right, somebody like Jalen Rose, if you really cared about the indigenous people, okay? You really cared. You really cared their land was stolen and all that. Give your home to a Native American family. It's easy. And pay them rent to be there. Oh, wait, we don't want to do that. Oh, no, we're not going to do that. No, come on. Why would we do that? Then shut the fuck up. Look, history can be a disturbing dark place. I know that. All right. Horrific tragedies everywhere that nobody is proud of. But you need to remember there isn't a race or a country who hasn't done horrible things. Yes, it's awful what the white settlers did to get this land. It's horrible. What everybody was doing at the time in all countries all over the world. Conquering was a thing then. There were slaves and everything was, this is what they did. But all I'm saying if you really, really feel bad, do something about it, okay? Do something about it. Give them your house and your land so you can cleanse yourself of this evil. And I'll be honest with you. You guys, oh, that's bad. I'm sure they would rather have that, your land and your house, than have a nickname they didn't even find offensive taken away from them like the Redskins. Because your land is what they would want. And you're not going to do that. So just stop. I'm him. I'm him. Mount, Rush Mount Rushmore is on indigenous land. Yeah, well, so is your house. So give it up or shut the fuck up. So Jalen Rose, um, your request to abolish Mount Rushmore being used to talk about the greats of a certain profession or topic has inspired me. I'm that. It's inspired me to make the Mount Rushmore of libtards. And guess what? You don't make it. And you know why? Because nobody knows who you are. Sorry. If I had like a generic basketball player and sports analyst Mount Rushmore, you may be on that, but... You have to be somebody to get on this one. So here it goes. Inspired by Jalen Rose, my Mount Rushmore of libtards. So here it is, my Mount Rushmore of libtards. Starting with LeBron James. I mean, where do we start with his complaining of a country that has made him a billionaire? I mean, it's so much to bring up with this guy. It's like, it's like when you watch a comedy like Airplane and uh, somebody asks you, like, what was the funniest part? And you can't think of it because there's so many of them, right? From Rittenhouse to him saying he's scared to walk down the street. I mean, all the stuff he does is just... But this is what I'll say. In true libtard fashion, LeBron talks about oppression and civil rights and human rights and all those things, right? As there are people and children getting abused in sweatshops in China making his shitty sneakers. And on that, he's on there. The second member of the libtard Mount Rushmore is... Colin Kaepernick. I mean, he's the same as LeBron with the with the sweatshops and, you know, him being some human rights activist, yet still dealing with China every day. But at least LeBron is actually good at the game he plays, right? Colin Kaepernick was never really that good. That's the problem. I mean, this fake-ass revolutionist civil rights activist, you know, pouted when he was benched a second time for Blaine Gabbert. And decided to take a knee and blame it on an issue that a lot of people take seriously. I mean, you want to hear about Colin Kaepernick, just go to my episode. Uh, it was on May 19th, 2021 called I'm Your Generic Activism. Okay. I eviscerate this man and call him for the facade that he is. And I'm that. And you know what? It's funny. In true libtard fashion, again, 
he goes and makes a documentary comparing the NFL to slavery, right? Which is one of the most ridiculous comparisons I've ever heard. Actually, it may be the most ridiculous comparison I ever heard. I'm that. I'm him. Like, what a disrespect to everybody that's been a slave throughout the world, okay? Not just in America with this comparison. It's it's awful. And here's the best part about it. Ready? He makes that comparison in this Netflix documentary, and I'm this, all right? And then he wants to play in the NFL again. Like, really? Because you know, you know when slavery ended, right? Plenty of black people asked to be slaves again. That's what they were doing. They say, hey, can I... Can you, can you put me in chains again, as Joe Biden says? You know, can you put me in chains and, you know, not pay me for the work I'm doing? Can you do that? I, I miss it. It's just horrible. I'm him. The next one is Michael Moore. I'm him. I'm, a, you know, you got to put this fat piece of shit documentary maker on the Mount Rushmore. You know what? I can't. Shit. He's too big. He's too fat. I'm just going to have to give him his own mountain somewhere so he fits on it. So uh, Michael Moore's not on it. Sorry. So the third member is going to be Alyssa Milano. Yes, the who's the boss, team steam, got to let it out, charmed activist. I'm her, you know, because she's very vocal about women being mistreated and harassed. And you need to believe all women. She said, all women, when it comes to accusations made to men, believe them. Because that's what Tony Danza taught me. Of course, unless they're Joe Biden, right, who was accused of sexual assault. And she still voted for him and supported him and completely ignored that sexual assault. And the fourth member is the king. The king. You know who it is. I'm going to give you two, three seconds to, to think about it. Sean Penn. Yes. I mean, come on. Fucking Spicoli, man. Really? This guy, like standing with dictators like the Venezuelan dictator Hugo Chavez. Like, I mean, this guy loves socialism. Huge supporter of socialism. Just completely denied what happened to Venezuela once he backed their socialist government and it went to shit completely just denied and ignored it very critical of president bush and president trump and you know and it's funny he 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 loves he loved bringing up everything he believed was a military failure with both of those presidents but says nothing about one of the worst mishaps in our military history with president biden's pullout of afghanistan leaving black hawk downs to the taliban abandoning americans not having a plan to protect the afghan afghani citizens i mean it was just awful Silence from Sean Penn. I'm him. So there you have it. The libtard Mount Rushmore. Now I'd like to bring up Jane Fonda, who would be front and center on this monument. Um, But I took her off because she's recently diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. So I'm not putting her on there. Yes, your I'm you host does have a heart. On my heart, but yeah, I have one. So there you have it. The libtard Mount Rushmore. LeBron James, Colin Kaepernick, Lissa Milano, and Sean Penn. So thanks for the idea. Jalen Rose. Seriously, I really hope you make somebody's Mount Rushmore for something someday. Okay, everybody. So so now there's a new claim by the left that got me going. Um, it's about climate change, and it kind of triggered me. No, not the, not the triggered where, like, you get on your knees and scream at the top of your lungs. I mean, like, triggered where I've had enough and had to, like, I needed to look deeper into it. You know, sort of like when the claims of police officers were just murdering unarmed black people. You know, that set me down this rabbit hole and I'm that of like complete propaganda by the left just to get votes. You want to hear any of that? Just listen to previous episodes if you want. If you want to hear me spit facts, I'm spit facts, by the way, and truths about how generic BLM is and the agenda the left was pushing, go for it. Now it's climate change's turn, okay? Because it's always been drilled like deep into my head, you know? We've been pounded over our head by climate change for years. And if you speak to anybody about it, automatically they say it's real, including me. 
you start asking questions and then they start getting upset, which leads me to cognitive dissonance. That's when people are set in their ways. And when you start proving them wrong with facts, they can't accept it. And they go straight to insults or whatever. Like for example, on this happening at my Christmas family gathering with my in-laws, all right? True story. Good people, man, they are. But they're your typical rich white people who claim the rest of America is racist and evil as they live like kings surrounded by other rich white people, right? The, the, the true libtard I can't fucking stand. So basically, we got into a political discussion, which you should never do. We all know that. I'm that. But like holidays, Christmas, or anything, no politics. Just, that's like on Thanksgiving. You, you don't turn off the Dallas Cowboy game in my house. You just don't. But anyways, shouldn't have got into the discussion, but it happened, right? And leaving names out, somebody in my in-law's family couldn't handle the information that, we, that I was providing and we were providing. There were other people at the table that were on my side, leaving them out too. And he just started screaming Nazi and white supremacist. Like just started yelling names out. Like what? It's almost like a trigger of just watching too much CNN or MSNBC. And this person had nowhere else to go. So that's what he did. He just started like Tourette's. Like woke Tourette's. I'm him. Merry Christmas, everybody. But yeah, we all laughed about it afterwards and still had a good time. But anyways, I never really questioned climate change. You know, because the information I heard, I, I kind of believed. I'm like, oh yeah, this all makes sense. It all seemed to make sense. But now you insert the crazy left. And I'll give you two examples that triggered me to like really, really research this, okay? The first one is when Joe Biden said that if he wasn't elected and Trump was elected, we were gonna have more hurricanes and floodings. That, he said that, I'm that. You don't believe me? Listen for yourself. Wildfires are burning the suburbs in the West. Floods are wiping out suburban neighborhoods in the Midwest. Hurricanes are imperiling suburban life along our coast. We have four more years of Trump's climate denial. How many suburbs will be burned in wildfires? How many suburban neighborhoods will have been flooded out? How many suburbs will have been blown away in superstorms? Like I said, I'm that. Okay, I'm you. I'm him. Okay, but I'm most of the media completely ignoring this and not talking about it, which probably that's why some of you didn't even know that clip existed. And still, I was like, okay, well, climate change is obviously real. You know, not sure if Joe Biden is fucking stormed from the X-Men and he can control the weather, but climate change is real, right? Now, this happened a couple of weeks ago. The second thing, climate change was blamed. Get ready. This is what they're doing, the left, and I'll let you hear it for yourself, for child obesity. There's a new study showing how climate change, specifically higher temperatures, is making our children uh, more inactive and more obese. The study published in a journal Temperature found today's children are 30% less aerobically fit than their parents were at their age. Fewer children are reaching the World Health Organization's recommendation of 60 minutes of exercise a day. Now, listen, it has been a lot hotter hotter and the weather has been crazy but i think it also has to do with technology you know yeah it's, it, it's one thing not to go outside but these kids don't go outside because they can stay inside <laughs> be on their phones play video games and be social without having to go outside and be social and um that and if you actually sit back and 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 absorb that information and have the balls to use that as a talking point that climate change exists i'm you there've always been fat little kids okay there there were there was that fat little aristocratic shit right who asked for an extra portion of venison and crumpets at the royal table back in the 15th century trust me they were there but you know the dude actually proves a good point but you can see when he's you can't see the clip but he's looking around like should i be saying this when he says i think it's more electronics and all the device devices kids have his eyes are going back and forth like there's a producer with a sniper gun 
ready to take him out for uh, going against the left's agenda by actually saying the reason why. I mean, you think? Or how about you had these kids not have a social life and let them not go outside and play with their friends for two years because you had to win an election? How about that? So this is what really triggered me. I was like, okay, on this, you're pushing that. It's the heat, right? That's the reason your kid has more snacks in them than a vending machine at a hotel, right? So here I go with my research, right? First off, if it's the heat, why is Florida not in the top 10 most obese uh, states? How come? They're not. So scratch it there. As a matter of fact, West Virginia is the most obese state and they average a temperature of 56 degrees a year there. So on that study and propaganda being pushed by CBS, I mean, seriously, something like that should come across a news desk and like go straight into the trash when they see it. They shouldn't be reporting that, but they do it because we know why. Then I'm like, okay, how much has temperatures actually changed? I'll play the game. Like how hot has it been since the 1980s when I was a kid, right? And what I found astonished me, forget the 80s, we've had an increase of temperature by only two degrees since the 1800s. Um, that. So I'm like, okay, well, let me go into some cold areas to see if the temperature has increased. The hottest day recorded in Iceland's history is 87 degrees, right? In 1939. They haven't topped that temperature since. So I'm like, okay, well, shit. Joe Biden said he's going to stop hurricanes, right? Guy can't ride a bike or not spill his green pea soup on his shirt. He will stop hurricanes because this was obviously created by generating what electricity and heat burning fossil fuels. I mean, that's what he's referring to, I would think. He's going green and we won't have to experience another hurricane or flood or any other natural disaster. Well, before any of that stuff was burning, fossil fuels or any of that stuff, Hurricanes existed, okay? They've decreased 13% since the 20th century, so. So maybe if he took that route and said, oh, you know, it's not raining as much or hurricanes aren't happening because of climate change, then that would have made more sense. But I'm him and I'm not saying climate change doesn't exist, people, okay? I know it exists. All I'm saying is it's not as catastrophic as the left is making it right now. I'm this, by the way. Um... Jackson, Mississippi is in an extreme water crisis, okay? In case you guys didn't know this, the water's contaminated. Um, it's a very, very sad situation. But, of course, instead of finding out the real reason why this hasn't been fixed, you know, because 80% of the population is black, there are many people claiming that it's racist, right? Everything's racist. That's what you go to first, racist. They're running out of bottled water, and they don't have money to fix it. So I'm like, okay. All right, all right, all right. Once again, evil racism has to do with this. So I'm like, well, let, let me see who's in charge in Jackson, Mississippi, okay? I, I'll play the game. Let me see. Maybe they're right. Is it like Mr. Burns or something, right? Jerry Jones? No. Huh. So I start looking who's running the whole city. Their mayor's black. I can't even pronounce the guy's name, by the way. I, that, I mean, I, I, I would try to, but I'm not even going to attempt. I would get fired if I was a game commentator, right? Like the first game of any sports game. Because if your name is more than like two syllables, I'm going to fuck it up. That's just the way it is. And I'm not going to feel bad for it or sorry for it. And I'll be called insensitive and I would be fired. Like these freaking European basketball. I still can't pronounce uh, Dirk Nor Norwitzki. Is it Dirk, Dirk Norwitzki? I don't I have no clue. But anyways, everybody, the city council, mostly black. So, so how is this racist? I don't understand. And of course, by the way, they're Democrats, right? As, Char as Charles Barkley pointed out, Democrats have been elected in a lot of black areas and haven't done shit for them 
the last 60 years. He said it himself and he's right. And this is a classic example, but yes, I guess it can't be them. So I guess the water water's now racist because it can't be the officials running the situation, which I'm sure have nice houses and nice cars, right? Getting all that tax money. It's the water, I guess. Water can detect what color the person is that is turning on the faucet and make itself contaminated. That's how, that's how bad racism is right now. It's all over the place on that. So now I'm going to tell you what the real problem is, the whole situation. Okay. To fix this thing, it's going to cost millions of dollars. Now, this is what I don't understand. We is our government. Okay. When I say we, I say our government. Now, look, first of all, I want everyone to know I'm against a lot of taxes we incur as Americans, but since our lovely government made $4 trillion of our money from our citizens, why are you not stepping in here? I mean, now are they claiming racism? You know, because this administration is racist, Biden's administration. I mean, that would make more sense, I guess, because if it was Trump, we already know the rhetoric that would be these motherfuckers would be spitting 24 hours a day. But yeah, back to my point, four trillion dollars, people, you're going to take that money from us. How about you take care of us? You take care of that. They should not be running out of anything that should have been fixed the first week, the first the first week of that issue. It should have been fixed. But I'm you. Oh, yeah. You know what? Instead, let me bail out this lawyer's student loans because he's not making over $125,000 a year. But I'm not going to help that poor family in Jackson, Mississippi with no fucking water to drink. I'm that logic. Or you know what? I got a better one. Hey, let's send millions of dollars to Pakistan for gender study programs and not let the citizens of Jackson, Mississippi take a legitimate bath. Yeah. Who needs to be clean? Yeah. It's more important for uh, uh, Pakistanians to follow our, our gender ideology. Way, way more important. Or how about this? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I would much rather send $15 million to Sri Lanka to fix a fucking boat than to give it to the people of Jackson, Mississippi. You don't believe me? Research people. These are your Democrats and what they approve. And trust me, there are kickbacks coming from all this shit. But this is where our tax money should be going. To this community. Communities like this. I'm sorry, man. I will take helping the citizens of Jackson, Mississippi over Ukraine any day. I understand they're in a tough situation, but I don't care. I'm taking care of my people first. I mean, we should ju- we should be taking care of our citizens first, but we don't, and it's sad. I don't know if you guys saw uh, Biden's speech a couple weeks ago or whenever it was last week, I forget. It was actually pretty good. Listen, this is actually pretty good stuff, man. Here's an excerpt. This is my favorite part. Listen. The Republic will be reorganized into the first galactic empire for a safe and secure society. Isn't that great? But seriously, I'm not kidding. I really enjoyed it. You know, he cleared some shit up for me. Like, for example, I'm a registered libertarian, right? I voted for Gary Johnson, right? The uh, Trump's first term. I didn't vote for Trump. But then Trump, his second term, because I voted for Trump, because I was afraid of what Biden was going to do. And I, I was actually wrong on what he was going to do, because it's much worse than I ever thought a president could be. But regardless, I guess, according to Biden, I'm not a libertarian. I'm a MAGA Republican, I guess, because if you don't agree with what he's done, you're a MAGA Republican. So if you don't agree with his awful job he did with Afghanistan, you know, funding Hamas in his first day in office, 
massive record high inflation, not not taking care of the citizens of Jackson, Mississippi, gas prices go. I can go on and on and on. If you don't like what he's done, you're a threat to him and our country and a MAGA Republican. So I guess that's what I am. And, and it's so funny listening to his, his speech saying, oh, you know, whining that, oh, they're not accepting the election. People need to accept the election. You should love your country no matter whether you win or lose and respect the results. I don't see any concrete facts that the election was fixed, okay? Do I see common sense? Yeah, but there's a lot of things that, you know, you can't prove even with common sense. Do I think Joe Biden um, had the capability of being the, have the, having the most votes ever in the history of a presidential election? Absolutely not, but it happened. He like killed the record. But hey, look, people were locked up for you. You know, they had nothing else to do. So maybe it's, it's possible, right? I just find it hard to believe. But if you don't have facts, I'm not going to go crazy and stomp my feet and rush a capital. Okay. But does it, does, I know he probably does have dementia or something, right? Because he, you should love your country no matter whether you win or lose. Isn't it Michelle Obama who said she was proud to be an American for the first time in her life when her husband was in office? I tend to remember that. And, and, and I'm going back to my point before and respect the results and don't deny the results. Really? Are you really pulling that shit? We had to sit through four years of some bullshit Russian collusion, wasting our tax dollars claim. We now find out Hillary Clinton released and ran with it without knowing it to be true. That's a fact. Four years we had to deal with sore losers. Okay. That's exactly why you came after Trump. Because you guys were still mad you lost the election. All those Trump tar derelicts that that stormed the Capitol were denying the results too. As a matter of fact, I'd be honest, I would rather have had one day of that than four years of our tax money going into a claim that was never proven. And I'm that. Oh, and getting into Trump, right? People are all up in arms over Trump's uh, uh, house being raided, right? I'm fine with it. I ain't gonna lie, man. But here's my take on it. How about we keep it going? Let's get all these motherfuckers. Go after Hillary now. Go after Nancy Pelosi, right? Who just made, who just sold 25,000 shares of her stock right before her federal government voted to put restrictions on the product. So I'll break that down for you guys, okay? She unexpectedly gets rid of 25,000 shares of this chip stock she had. I don't remember the name of the stock. A short time after that, the federal government put restrictions on Russia and China making those chips. And she just knew that out of nowhere on that. Obviously, there's some illegal shit going on there. But anyways, how about Jeffrey Epstein? How about we go after, you know, how about that list of billionaires of celebrities and politicians on the left and the right that went to his pedophile island to fuck underage girls? How about we start raiding those people? But they won't because they're all protected, man. We all know Bill Clinton was best friends with Epstein. Epstein had a portrait of Clinton in his fucking house wearing a blue dress above his fireplace protected. Now I'm starting to figure out the new America, right? And here it is. As long as you agree or just, just pretend to agree with the left's rhetoric and ideologies and agenda, all that stuff, you can do whatever the fuck you want. It's simple. I kind of knew that before, you know, but never really said it aloud. Was not sure if it was extremely clear and on that, but it is example, Rob Schneider, the comedian SNL alum, um, Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo, is in the process of being canceled because of his comments against the cancel culture and comedy today. Because he mentioned the death of SNL. When Kate McKinnon came out dressed as Hillary Clinton with a picture of Hillary Clinton and saying, Alleluia, after she lost the election with no jokes or anything. 
And he is exactly right on that. I remember seeing that when it's going down and going, what, what are they doing? Like, did Hillary Clinton die or did she lose an election? Like, the only thing is, though, I have to disagree with Rob Schneider. I know it wasn't meant to be funny. I thought it was hysterical because after I got through the gunt wrenching, like, you know, when something's so awkward and, and, and weird, they're just like, what are you doing? Like, you still, you're embarrassed for them. After I got past that with Kate McKinnon, I started laughing because it was so bad. I mean, just the way the whole world acted and continued to act for four years. Alec Baldwin comes out and starts talking shit again, okay? Going after Rob Schneider. He's like, ah, oh, blah, that, that was a character of presidents we did together, and that's the place that you gave your star, blah. I'm you, okay? First of all, SNL has been doing presidents from its very first season. Chevy Chase falling from ladders as Gerald Ford. Nobody needs a lecture on what SNL has been doing from the beginning. Especially somebody like Rob Schneider, right? An SNL alum. Forgetting Baldwin saying, oh, that that's what gave you your start. You shouldn't be saying, no, no. That's exactly, that's exactly why he should say something. He's part of that family. When a family does something as embarrassing and as cringy as what, as what Kate McKinnon did, you say something, right? Sports teams do it all the time. Old players comment on the current state of the team and what they shouldn't be doing. It's the same thing. And, and Baldwin is a perfect example of what I'm talking about, right? How in the fuck has this guy not been canceled? Now, you guys listen to previous episodes. I'm not for anyone being canceled. But since they're doing it to one side, they should be doing it to both. And they're not. I mean, this is a guy who constantly talked about how angry and mean Trump was for years. Meanwhile, he's beating people up in road rage incidents, getting kicked off airplanes. Well, he's calling Trump, oh, he's immature. Uh, as he fires a fake gun on set and kills an aspiring cinematographer? Like, how long you been in the movies, bro? Like, 50 years you've been on sets. I'm you. You don't know any better? Oh, and then he starts blaming everyone else. Oh, it's the prop manager's fault and the assistant director's fault. I'm you. But you know what? Nothing, nothing's going to happen to him. He will continue to work because he's on their side. Like, James Woods is a good example. We can't see him anymore. He's pretty much the rights version of Alec Baldwin. Very loud, assertive, older actors who stick up for their side of the political spectrum, right? He's just like Alec Baldwin. Well, I'm sorry, not really. Minus the, the murdering Alec Baldwin has done and the road rage. And, uh, oh yeah, remember calling his 11-year-old daughter a rude, thoughtless little pig? That's what Alec Baldwin did, right? But I, uh, they're similar, I guess. But Woods is canceled and Baldwin is not. But even if you don't agree with the left, right? Just pretend you do and you're fine. Like Kathy Griffin, right? Holds up a severed head of, a pre of President Trump. You guys remember that. Literally nothing like that has ever been done to any president. And they had no, no choice but to come down on her. But guess what? She wasn't canceled. She was on, in the show You on Netflix. I remember watching Netflix and she pops up. She had another show on HBO Max. She still works. But, but Roseanne Barr, who made a Planet of the Apes joke on somebody in the Obama administration, can't even get on a fucking infomercial right now. Joy Bear wears blackface. Nothing happens. Governor of Virginia, blackface. Nothing happens. Jimmy Kimmel, blackface. Nothing happens. But a girl from the show, a contestant from the show, The Bachelor, attended an annual Southern sorority party, and she's dragged through the mud by the media. Called a racist and was ordered to seek a race counselor. And I'm the race counselor, and I'm that. The hypocrisy is just unfucking real, man. Here's the thing. This is my point. You can joke about whatever you want. Say what you want. All you need to do, here's the recipe, people. All you need to do is tweet out something bad about Trump every other day. And you can do whatever you want. Or, or just like take a picture of a BL, what you wearing a BLM shirt or whatever. People like Seth Rogen understand this and BJ Novak. They argue. They, they say it all the time. Oh, the cancel culture isn't real. It's not real. Yeah, it's not because you support the left's agenda. They're smart. 
Because trust me, if they came out against Biden and what the left is doing, first of all, Seth Rogen made sausage party. Huh? That's homophobic. That's when a bunch of guys get, the, that's what guys say when a bunch of guys are in a room together. Oh, that's homophobic. You know, they, they come at him for something, but he's protected. Another one, Gina Carano, who I love, right? Gets fired from Disney and the Mandalorian. Why? Because she compared vaccination cards to Nazi Germany. Fired. Meanwhile, her co-star, Pedro Pascal, who plays the Mandalorian, the generic Bubba Fett, he did the same exact thing. Tweeting out a picture of kids in cages and then another picture next to it of the Holocaust from Nazi, Nazi Germany bashing the Trump administration. And here's the best part. The picture of the kids in cages wasn't even from here. It was on another fucking continent. I forget. I think it was uh, maybe Palestine or something. I don't even know. But it was from 2012. But guess what? Nothing happens to him. Norm MacDonald gets canceled because he sent out a tweet supporting his friends Roseanne Barr and Louis C.K. And disappointingly, Jimmy Fallon agrees not to have him on The Tonight Show anymore. And then when he dies, he acts like Norm was the greatest guy in the world. Nah, dude. Sorry, man. I, I'm not forgetting that. I, I think Jimmy Fallon is, a, I do think he's a good guy and I think he's, but I don't think he's speaking his, his true self and he needs to because that was wrong what happened to Norm MacDonald and what they did to him. And then they all want to praise him afterwards. Fuck you guys, man. We got to fight this. It has to be done. But yes, I said I did a, uh, I did, I'm, start, I'm starting to do movie reviews for you guys because I know movies and TV shows are so woke, but I reviewed Nope if you want to rent it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Woke Movie Reviews brought to you by the I'm You podcast. I'm the host, Keith Ernst, and the movie I'm going to be reviewing is Nope. Now, Jordan Peele is one of the hottest storytellers right now. I almost wrote him off, people when he made the racist comment that he would never cast a white male as a lead in one of his movies. I'm that, by the way, but that's for another discussion. I don't want to get into that, so let's just talk about the movie Nope. I'm going to let you moviegoers know just how woke Nope was. Okay, now, first of all, this movie definitely checks all the woke boxes, okay? You have a family, uh, a father, brother, and a sister who are horse wranglers for Hollywood. So basically, they rent out horses and train them for the movies. Now, we all know that every movie or TV show or whatever it is now has to have a gay character. They have to, right? I mean, at least to get one star from most of these libtard agenda pushing movie reviewers. And in this movie, it happens to be the sister. And on the way we find out, okay, she informs her brother she's seeing a therapist and her every now and then, you know, because that was like totally relevant to the movie. And of course, the white guilt is thrown at you in the beginning of the movie. Kind of like the first act when they bring up the first motion picture clip that happened to be a black jockey on a horse. And they insinuate that we don't know this or the name of this person because he was black. Like we tried to bury it, you know. Now, not only is the claim of this being the first motion picture clip being debated of the, of the black jockey. My thing is, who gives a shit who the person on the horse was? Like, who cares? I mean, seriously, does anybody know the name of the first person who was photographed? I don't, because I don't care. How about the voice, right? The very first voice that was ever recorded. I couldn't tell you the voice or name or race of that person either. It's irrelevant. The most important thing to me is who discovered it, okay? In other words, I don't care about the first person to plug in the microwave. I care about who invented the microwave. I actually don't give a fuck about either of those things, but you get my point. It's just an attempt to look at evil America's sordid past, which I think fails miserably. Now, you see less and less of white males in movies. Okay, this one is no different. The first white males we see are actually rude and apathetic towards the horse wrangling family who just suffered a tragedy while they're trying to shoot a scene with one of their horses. There is a white male who plays an experienced veteran cameraman who comes into the story around 
the second and third act. He's introduced in the beginning, but he comes in the movie more at the latter part. So the woke check boxes are there. Gay character, check. White guilt, check. Mean white people, check. So the wokeness is there, but I say but here. The movie was great. It doesn't affect the storyline at all. Jordan Peele is a fantastic storyteller. Yes, the story could have been told without the woke garbage that's in every single movie, okay? But in this one, I'll say it's not completely shoved down your throat. The actors were fantastic, uh, particularly uh, Daniel Kaluuya. He does an outstanding job uh, with the role of a young man, like trying to keep his family business afloat. The sister, played by Kiki Palmer, is a bit over the top. Now, I'm not knocking the actress at all. I, I believe that's the way Jordan Peele wanted it, and she nailed it. I'm, I just wasn't a fan of it. The supporting cast, uh, Brandon Perea, plays Angel Torres, and he was much-needed comic relief. Another actor with a promising future, I believe. And then you have the veteran cameraman I brought up earlier, played by Michael Wincott. He was great, man. I'm not saying he should get an Oscar for this movie, but his voice should. It's amazing. Mesmerizing grossing so yes okay it takes time to get going but i find it very entertaining along the way if you're a fan of the twilight zone not that new agenda based piece of shit one that uh jordan peele hosted i'm talking about the og rod serling one you'll dig this movie now for those who don't know how my woke rating system works one star is not woke at all you know you just they just tell a story I, i'd say maverick is a great example of a movie that gets one woke star. Two stars is little wokeness, but doesn't ruin the movie. Three stars is woke, okay? It's just woke. You're getting hit with wokeness, but you finished the movie because the story was interesting or whatever. Four stars is super woke. Like it's so bad, no matter what the story is. You couldn't even finish the movie. Like you're having nightmares for weeks. You know what I mean? Like you're waking up in the middle of the night screaming pronouns and shit out, you know? It's that bad. That being said, I give this two woke stars. A little wokeness, but doesn't ruin the fantastic story and direction from Peel, as well as the outstanding performances uh, from its cast, so. I recommend it. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the Om um, You podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Listen, please subscribe if you haven't on your favorite uh, podcast platform and follow me on Instagram at Om um, You the Podcast. And you can also look me up on our page on Facebook. You'll never guess Om um, You the Podcast. Once again, thanks for listening. And um, if you don't subscribe or follow me, you know what? I'm you.